0: Do you, do you have glue traps?
1: Uh, I've got all sorts of traps over
0: this house. Dude, so it was last week. Last It was Thanksgiving week. I went to Memphis, so I wasn't at home for six days. I come back. I'm home for an hour. My band has a gig. Three and a half hours I'm gone. I get back. First day in a week, I sit down on my couch, and I fucking hear a little shit run across my fucking floor. And I was like, I ain't schizo, bro. What the fuck was that? and then i saw a tail and so from fucking sunday night when i saw that fucker the, i spent the whole day cleaning my house no crumbs nothing and fucking i was talking to my neighbors and they were like oh yeah our cat chased a rat into your yard the other day i was like oh fuck you and uh, fucking thursday night 1am got him in a glue trap fucking it's what? the whole fucking time screaming his ass off i took a little wooden stick like a hockey stick i I poke him out get him one step down one step down out my back porch the glue trap flips over he's upside down now i'm like now i can leave him out there screaming freezing to death but that's not humane so i grabbed my fucking 1911 i fucking shot him twice he was still alive his fucking head still squirming down there i took a lead pipe and i bashed its fucking head in then pushed a cinder block over on him and poured a beer on him. No, I'm not happy about it, but God damn. And then my friend's pet you, rat just died last night in front of my face. So I'm like, God damn. And now you got one. I'm being followed, bro. I'm being fucking- You
1: treated that rat like Rasputin got treated. You know, let him just kill him. They cut his penis off. They beat him some more. They shot him. They stabbed him. They drowned him. They threw him in the river to freeze. Like It was like- how many times are you gonna kill the same guy? Just, 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 just chop his head off. Like, just, just be violent. Uh, also, like, if we're going to go with rats, because it seems to be a normal thing around my house lately, I think we, we, we you know, we, I've been all summer. I've had to kill rats, basically. All right, it's just it, it, we, 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 we. I don't know where we have a, them coming in at or what, but they're coming in. All right, the dogs got two. I stepped, I, I stepped on one to kill one. Another one of my friends had a freak out. Stepped on one. <laughs> oh. They tried. Well, no, no. They tried to avoid. It. They were trying to jump to get away from it. It ran under them when they
0: jumped.
1: Damn! They Never so- seen that. Never had that happen before. You know, where it it ran to its own death. You know.
0: They were in steel toe boots or some shit? Nah, regular <laughs> shoes. They just happened to just
1: jump up in the air, and it was just perfect timing. So it was a perfect squat crunch. <laughs> Can't take enough weight when everything just land comes straight on you.
0: God oh, damn. <laughs> well, how's it been? I haven't fucking I haven't talked to you in like a year. Shit.
1: Nah, yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Um, man. All right, fine. Uh, after after the the campaigns were finally over and everything, uh, I really just just doing just uh gig work, trying to find a job. I've been trying to find a job for a year for real, and I, I was doing gig work until like. Until uh, August, right before my birthday. And then I got an 80 mile an hour head on collision combined. Yeah. Found out it was my fault. I have no memory of what happened, so I don't know what happened. I just know that uh yeah, there's about 40 minutes from the you know that I don't remember. Uh from, from that point to the crash until whenever the hell I actually woke up. I mean, I, I lost probably hours and hours, but I I just know that while I was awake, I lost 40 minutes.
0: So so that wreck fucked you up.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, interesting interesting because of how big I am and how I sit back and everything, like, all I have right now is just this little bitty scar right here and a, and a little bitty mark on the arms too. That's I had, awesome. I just had, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's bad.
1: That's not, I mean, I, I'm just happy because it's like, you know, 80 mile an hour head on and I had, a, I of course had a concussion because I, you know, wham, at 80 miles an hour I was asleep. And the sad part is I was wearing my, my brand new shirt. It was two pu- it was two puppies kissing each other. One kissing each other on the head. It said, "Uh, uh, free forehead kisses." I had it made just for me because I thought those to have a big dude with a giant free forehead kisses shirt. So I had to cut that. and had to buy another one. I was like, "That was disappointed about that." Uh, but yeah, eighty millimeter collision. It took me a while. I mean, there was some days where I had post concussion syndrome for real. Like I was waking up like, "Oh, what the heck?" But you know, no broken bones, just a couple little bruises and a couple scratches.
0: Oh, really
1: right. lucky.
0: How about them? Were they okay?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were driving a Durango, something much bigger than me. Thank God for them. But still didn't like the fact that I hurt somebody in some case. You know, not even trying to. But I don't know what happened. I'll never know what
0: happened. your okay. your. Uh, you can't be a Lyft driver or an Uber driver now, man. Your, your gigs just got smaller. Don't have a car. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's made it much more difficult. So I'm, I'm really out here trying to find just work. I mean, I, I teach bartending classes, and of course, I, I still bounce at the bars. Oh, and those have been great, man. The things I've been doing to people has been freaking hilarious. I've been using my job to make comedy, basically, at this point. Like, I, I saw a dude, and his shirt was unbuttoned, and he had a cowboy hat on and cowboy boots and everything. I said, hey, brother, if you don't button that shirt, I'm going to have to save a horse and ride your ass. Oh, shit. Dude just looked at me. His ass got real big. He like, I got you, bro. I got you. I don't need all that today. I was like, I don't think so.
0: That's fucking hilarious, dude. Oh, man.
1: Y'all beat us this year. Y'all fucking killed Tennessee. I saw that. For me, I'm happy. My Niners won this week. You know, I had to go through that whole purdy getting torn up in the conference title game, so this matchup this week was big. You know, I just wanted a shot at the Eagles. I just wanted to know it was what the game would actually actually kind of look like last year, you know?
0: I've been, right now, I've been subsiding off of, besides music gigs, Uh fucking, I started doing stage hand gigs, and I started doing film gigs. Yesterday, I was holding a boom mic for some film dude out in Asheville, North Carolina, and it was the weirdest fucking thing, because you know, when you do anything creative, if you want to make money, you gotta be okay with everybody. Like, it's the same thing with politics. You really can't take too hard of a stance on anybody if you want to make money doing what you do. So, fucking this lady, she started... a a cat adoption place specifically for black cats because there's stigma around black cats that they're not all witches and all that shit and that people are scared of black cats. So that's what they do. And I fucking, we went to some closed down bar where they had a conversation. Then I went to this house that smelled like shit and that shit smell has lingered with me all day. I smell like shit right now because it's goddamn cats. But I'm sitting there fucking holding the mic and then there's cats walking around me and shit. I was like, damn, but that, that was a good one. But t- setting up, tearing down stages, uh, what, what gigs did you end up doing? Uh, the gig work I've been
1: working on was, uh, I was working at getting, act- looking at getting acting gigs. Mm. Um, because kind of, that's something I actually do have a, a history with, you know, when I was a kid, I did, I did acting as a kid. Cause I mean, I'm a the psychopath thing kind of helps, you know, not having emotions yourself. They sell, you know, how do you play this person and how do you do this? You know, so you get, you kind of learn how to read people. Then you just learn how to mimic everything. So you're already kind of an actor. So it's like, you can have me play anything you want just because you just tell me what you want me to feel. And I'm like, I got you, bro. I I know how to get this (laughs) work. It was natural. I mean, okay, look, you got to think I went to a Christian high school, right? Yes, yes, yes. Church of Christ. And I had to play a woman in a play fully dressed up as a woman. You're going to hell. That's what they thought on everything I did. They were like, dude, how do you manage? Like, this is a Christian school. It wasn't, I wasn't the one. They made me play this role. I'm like, I even made the church across. Look, I'll put it like this. When we got to the, my senior year in Bible class, I had a hundred average in every Bible class because I never had to try. It was like, I know that I've read the damn thing. Unlike them, I've actually read it. <laughs> but we get to the final project and the final project was a song that's related to your relationship to Jesus. And I was picking. I picked Triple Six Clubhouse by Triple Six Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is nice class. Nice. Knew that what I had picked, and I had to do it on the last day. I missed the day we were supposed to do it. I was actually at home sleeping that day. <laughs> so I'm there to. It's the last day. Every single person, I literally have it there to get up. I'm ready to get there and put and 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 read the whole thing. And they stopped me. And every single one of these Bible-thumping kids lie and say, I already did it. and They loved it. And it was months ago.
0: They just gaslighted everybody. That is sick. They gaslighted their own Bible teacher. <laughs> yeah, of course he did it. Yeah, look at him. Come on.
1: I was like, the funniest part about this is at no point did I ever ask him. I said, let me do it. I am fine with taking whatever punishment they want to give me for this. But I just want to put the truth out there. I'm coming with some big guns here, and I just want to play the game. And literally all
0: of these Christians who are supposed to be for Jesus were like, screw Jesus, we're for you. My Christian friends hate me because since I'm not a Christian, I I do quote the Bible a lot. It's a very quotable book, especially if you read it. You can use that shit all the time. But they hate it because they're like, you're going to misquote the Bible at me? I'm like, look it up. Matthew 26, 25. Violence begets violence. You know, you just throw the fucking life of a slave. If a slave gets freed, but the master fucking provided the wife, the wife stays with the master when the slave gets free. Like, you know, and you can just fucking yeah. go and they're like,
1: damn. <laughs> you know well, as I said, I figured out, like, I I I read the book, you know, I, I figured out what Jesus is. And I'm like, well, dude, there's nobody that better describes what Jesus is than me. But remember, if you actually describe how Jesus is in Revelations, it's a dude with fire in his eyes. So it's a dude that's like cool as fuck, but ready to punch everybody in the mouth. And I was like, is that not the perfect description of the second coming? He's basically a hippie with an attitude. That's me in a nutshell. I'm a hippie with an attitude problem.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm all
1: laid back and sin until you piss me off
0: and get punched in the mouth. You, you've taken enough acid to see the other side, you know, it's... The same shit. Everything I've done, I've done, all the psychedelics, mushrooms, acid, all that. I was taking acid once a month for a period of time. Like, I'm I'm still convinced that I haven't fully come back after one of the fucking 500 trips.
1: Technically, that stuff stays in your brain permanently, so you always will every once in a while get hit again, just because.
0: Oh, fuck, fucking A. It happened the other day when I was staying at my dad's house for Thanksgiving. Fucking, I, I thought I was at home, and so I woke up, and I was like, is somebody there? Who the fuck's making noise? What the fuck? And I was like, oh, shit, I'm not at home, right? Of course. I <laughs> think somebody's here. But fucking the same answers I got from that mushroom trip where, you know, you die and come back is the same answers you get in the religion. It's the same answers I got in AA. It's the same. It's just you got to do the work. You got to fucking put it in there. But nobody wants to hear all that shit. Let me just sit for an hour on Sunday and then say the words, listen to this guy, and then go out and sin again. I
1: tell people all the time, except for the really, really corrupt people in this world, everybody wants the same exact things. It's just nobody knows how to communicate with each other to tell them that. Literally, I talk talk to Republicans all the time, and I tell them all of my ideas, which are all liberal. And they're like, wow, that's great. I've never heard explained like that. Wow, that's where I want to live. And it's like, then why have you been voting Republican? The people who are openly trying to, oh, that's right, because they've been lying to you the whole time. They've been lying to you about what we're trying to do. What the world's supposed to be like?
0: uh, So this is actually funnier one too. Was uh, cryptids are the answer for anybody who doesn't think too hard? Because you know, if you think about it, you could blame everything on Mothman. Like, no, OJ was innocent. That was Mothman. No, Chris Hansen. It was Mothman. Mothman sent those texts. Mothman bought this McDonald's. Slenderman.
1: Bigfoot. You know, your Uh, brother went loose, lost in the woods. Bigfoot
0: got him. Concrete answers to questions that don't have a concrete answer. It's great. It's great shit. Well, I mean, like, when you die, are you expecting to stand in line and somebody to go, hmm, let me look at your entire life? Like, that is such a hard sell. I'll be honest. That's the whole reason
1: why I'm hoping the Bible is correct and I'm right about this. Because if everything went that way, I would be the guy that gets to go, should you get in or not? And I know who I'm letting in. All the people that actually like people, that are actually good people. I know who I'd let in. Like literally, I know exactly who needs to be. It's like, oh, I don't care if you did some drugs. I don't care if you had some sex. That that wouldn't matter to a supreme being. Thinking like, trying to think how a supreme being thinks. What would he want? He'd want you to be happy. He'd want you to be healthy. He'd want you trying to look out for a motherfucker. That's what a god would want. If you're doing that, that's who he'd want around. He wouldn't want somebody that's trying to. Hell, Jesus told you all this. dude, Be out with the poor. Be with the hungry. They need you. And then what did Paul say later in the Bible? Don't do it. Don't do any of that. You're not supposed to you're not supposed to be around these people, they'll make you sinners and you go to hell too. It's what? Paul that said it. Jesus told him, Go help the people. It, you won't have a problem. They won't make you evil if you don't want to be evil. Nobody can make you evil. Life
0: and death isn't the fucking DMV. You know, you don't take a fucking number. <laughs> oh, I can do it fast. Like I can literally look at most people. I, I'd say the just just
1: say make one comment like right now you could basically d- get rid of a percentage of the population. Would you vote for Trump again? Yes. OK, you're going to hell. I know you're not a good person because you don't support good people like if you don't support good people. Then you, you're telling me that that's not a problem for you, but that should be a problem for you. Ethics should be a problem
0: we uh you might not have one of these but we out here in east tennessee in gatlinburg and pigeon forge they've opened three locations now it's a business called trump store and that that's the name of the store and it's trump store and you walk in and there's i have not personally gone in because i don't want to but i, I was do i do lift rides for gigs every now and again and i dropped these people from new york off in one they were like oh we gotta fucking see it i'm like you know what I'm here for you. Let's see. They go in. They told me they had a fucking Mexican lady working the counter. <laughs> I guess the border wall didn't work at all. <laughs> I was like, that that says everything you need to know, right? Fucking there. Who's running the Trump store?
1: <laughs> oh, you know how awesome that is. Like you imagine a Trump supporter walking. Down. I'm go Trump store. What the? Like because it would hit him in the face. Like what's a Mexican doing here? <laughs> right. Like like they would never. Like it would just did they figure out mexican for trump see like i don't know like they paid me to be here a- and everything's been red white and blue and trump i I'm, I'm, I'm i wonder who owns the store is it a regular person or is it trump i figure i mean and if it's a regular person wouldn't trump sue him to make the money like you're 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 cheating
0: trump out of his bucks that he's so big on yeah i don't think trump knows about it but fucking see that's the problem with tennessee is like did you see Kentucky just fucking legalized weed? It's not till 2025, but they put it on the fucking thing where everybody voted 2025, they'll get medicinal. Tennessee's not going to fucking get there. We're the most ass-backward state. Anytime anything good happens here, anybody goes, oh, Dolly Parton, great place. I'm like, have you heard of Mary the Elephant? Have you heard of a, a little small town called Irwin, Tennessee? All right, it's North Northeast corner of Tennessee. It's right on like the Virginia border, and this town is famous. Have you ever been to a town where they have like little small statues or something around, and it's like cute, and you can take pictures with them? Like Memphis has the University of Memphis, and they've got like little tiger statues around town. Yeah,
1: like going to a ball game now, Major League ball game. They got their little statue area where you can go take pictures of statues. Yeah.
0: So so the uh, the town of Irwin, Tennessee has these little elephant statues all around the town. And Irwin, Tennessee, a hundred years ago, they hanged a fucking elephant with a crane.
1: Right. I heard middle. about the story. I didn't know where it took place, but I did hear about the story on something I was watching on YouTube. Like somebody hung an elephant. I'm like,
0: cards with a crime for killing a woman. Yeah, oh, he ran over the ringleader. He, yeah. he got loose and ran over some people, yeah. And so they drove the elephant to Irwin and then got a crane and, just, and there's a fucking picture of it. You can see a picture of an elephant in, in the 1908 fucking camera. I'm just like, anytime this state shows any promise, you find out about that. you fuck.
1: out. Uh, well, I mean, Pulaski, Tennessee, the rebirth of the KKK, you know. Oh, no, the dude, the fucking Nathan Bedford Forrest. He's fucking Yeah, dude. exactly. But even at the end of his life, he was actually against the claim because he didn't like they went racist. That was kind of funny. He was kind of in the middle on that. It was weird. Like I was reading, the I'm like, he himself was on the line. He wasn't actually like completely racist, but the people after him really were. Like that was weird. And then you start, you know, they had the this year, the, the Senate members getting kicked out because they, because they were two black people saying we shouldn't have gun violence. Oh, and weird. they got kicked out, yeah, in Tennessee in the house. And I'm just sitting there like, you kicked them out, but you didn't kick the white woman out with them. That was the worst part. It was like, did you just not like you should have kicked all three out? And at least say, hey, we we were for we against white people in it too.
0: That, that would have made way
1: more sense. <laughs> it just would have made more sense.
0: Yeah. Marcia Blackburn is a cancer on this fucking state. Like, I'm not yeah. from here. I've only lived here for a little bit, but that lady needs to fucking die. <laughs> hey, at least
1: you're at least one, at least both of your senators live in your state. One of ours is screwing up everything and he lives in Florida. (laughs) He's the one that did all the military holds and why half of the frigging upper echelon of our military doesn't have anybody in those positions. Mm. Do you know who my mayor is? Uh, The
0: mayor of Knox County?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, you got Kane. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least one known fact. You don't have to worry about anybody taking over it because you just go punch him in the face and, bite, and choke slam him.
0: <laughs> um, we just elected him for his second term, so we, we must like him.
1: <laughs> well, conservatives around local elections and they they're they're way better about governing when they're in local. That's the funny thing. Nationwide, they're horrible at it. But when it comes to local governments, Republicans, in many cases, actually do good things. Like we have a conservative mayor here and he's one of our best mayors. And I've talked to him many times and there's not many things we disagree on. It's like only when you get higher up does the Republican Democrat thing split white. Well, it's on local politics. Basically, everybody's about the same. I, I think once the big money is in play and all of the scams come in play, that's when the problem, like you get to state level and up, that's where the, the the corruption, you really start seeing it. But in your really small local governments, I haven't noticed as much. I've noticed a lot more people that are willing to work together on the sides of the aisles, you know? Uh,
0: I'm teetering between two options right now. This is my last year in Knoxville. But by this time, I'll be, uh, I'm finishing a degree at UT. So the second I finish this fucking degree, I'm, I, look, I moved here sight unseen. I was still living out of my fourth Fiesta when I moved here. I just knew I was going, I was applying to college and I knew I was going to UT. So I was like, all right, guess, yeehaw, go Vols. But fucking degree's done by this time next year. And I'm like, okay, either I moved to a small beach community, may- maybe Eastern Virginia. Don't know if you've ever been to Eastern Virginia, but it's very nice. very low." I lived
1: in Virginia Beach for three years on the oceanfront.
0: Okay, so you, you you go over to the the eastern shores there, the Assateague and or yes. Assateague, Chincoteague, but fucking what is it? Uh Oh O-K- mm-hmm. <laughs> great name for a town.
1: Oh, I have so many stories I can share just from stupid stuff I did in Virginia, like, like, like I literally made a dude put down a gun, you know, and pay me money for pulling a gun on me in in uh, this was this was a. Uh, one of the time it's a township up there on the other side of the Chesapeake Bay just north of Hampton um i forget what it was but i was i was i was working for this lady and her her, her prostitutes your her, her hookers whatever her strippers whatever they were doing what they were doing like i never asked what they did it was not my business i was like look i will protect you get you there get paid they were paying well good security work getting paid well you know um so I take this lady over there. It takes a little longer to get there than we get there. It, it just takes longer. And um, we get there. This dude's arguing. And I had—I always kept a uh, uh, an extendable uh, uh, billy club with, on me. You know, if somebody had a knife or something and pulled it on me. Because, you know, with a knife, you want distance. And it's like, if you pull a knife and you're trying to attack me doing this type of work, which is quite easy. It's like, I at least want to be able to disarm the knife so, you know, we can be on normal. Gun don't bother me. I just, I know I that doesn't bother me. The knife does, because all you do is swing it at me. You know, you don't have to be active. If it just touches me, I'm screwed. And yeah, so.
0: You're a plastic bag. They just poke yeah. you and then you drain out. Yeah,
1: exactly. So I, I, I he start he pulls the gun because he's mad we're late. And I, technically he don't owe me, but technically I'm making him pay me for, for, for what he's supposed to, that's the base rate of me just coming up here. Just basically pay my gas back. Give me a little bit of spending money.
0: This guy got a That's what she's for
1: too. Well, this was 2012, 2013. Yeah, but you just you show up late, so (laughs) yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was drunk and stupid. Bro. Dude, this dude ended up costing. I ended up having to get this. Look, I will tell you this whole dude's life with me. Like this happened, this dude fucks up again, all right. I guess he had a habit. He couldn't get laid. He was kind of one of them in guys. He had a decent paying job. Daddy got it for him. They lived in a nice house. But, yeah, no, he's not the stand-up dude. All right. So we go up there. He pulls a gun on me over this. I hand my baton to the to the lady I'm working with. And because she's cussing him up and down because she ain't even scared this dude with a gun. Like, she's like, I don't care. I don't think he'll do it. I'm like, you know what? Let me just talk to him. So I talked to this dude and I had multiple chances to pull the gun out of his hand because he's just drunk and oblivious. And I'd make him pay me $80 for my time to come out there. I made a man with gun in his hand pointed at me. He even chambered around, and one flew out. And that's how I knew it was a 9 millimeter. I saw the round like, hey, it's a 9 milli round. And then, so I'm like, one just went in the chamber so I know it's loaded. <laughs> and I talked him into
0: putting the gun away and paying me money to leave. That's, nice. that, that's legendary shit right there.
1: That's the greatest moment of pulling a man card on somebody. So this same dude, I'm telling you, this dude popped up again. About three months later, he, he buys another one. But this time is at a, at a, at a hotel. I, I forget which hotel it is. But ass. So so I go pick up the girl. Very pretty girl. Cool-ass chick. Cool chick. I take her up there. <laughs> she goes in this room. He's supposed to just be him. Nah, it's him and a friend. And they got a gun on the bed and guns on the... So she's like, she immediately walks away. Like she got paid, but she it's literally in the paperwork when you sign this stuff. They they can leave when they're gonna comfortable. And she was not comfortable. Like she came out and was sweating. She was, you know, you know when people are just completely like traumatized. And I'm sure he said a few things because he's not the nicest guy. No shit. Well, this woman, and this is hilarious because oh, I only reason I did this because you know what? I'm all for it. I'm crazy. She has me. Follow this dude to where he's going, because she's gonna call the police and she wants him arrested for 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 the guns and everything. Well, so I start following him. The funny thing is, is home do, homeboy is going down the interstate at hundred and ten miles an hour, even through traffic. So I'm literally doing hundred and ten in a blue Ford Fiesta, dodging in and out of traffic. But I'm far enough back where he cannot see me. I'm, I'm I mean I'm really good at knowing how to do this. Sadly, I. That that youth history came back to play. So I chased this dude down to a Walmart parking lot. She calls the cops so they could come up. They interrogate him about everything, have to check the gun, everything. He was actually fully legal on everything. Oh shit. But what's funny is she told them that we had followed them and at the speeds he was going, and I got chewed out for chasing him down. You shouldn't have done that. You could have got yourself killed.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> well, people know you drove four Fiesta back in the day. Well, fucking... So either move to a small fucking town and then go find you, find myself a little comp troller position that runs unopposed and then go sit in the seat and then just build it up from there. Or... Go take a break. Go move to fucking England for a couple of years. Go, go. You know they're white. They speak English. It's not too. It's not like moving to Tokyo where I'm going to be the tallest motherfucker in the country, and there's millions of people at my fucking shoulder level. Like you know, get, and I don't have to learn another language. Shit. But I don't know. Take a break from being a customer. If you're fucking, if you have debt, you're a fucking customer in this fucking country. I'm getting sick. Oh, I have
1: debt. I had. I, their point is to try to get you to become a customer. Oh yeah. Like. They, I mean, they put the debt to you. They won't just let you work anymore. Would you stay up there? Huh. I was hoping they'd keep her upstairs. Dog? <laughs> yeah, my dog.
0: Get the dog to fucking kill the rat.
1: <laughs> well, like, like we do. It's actually a thing we do kind of pack hunting. Where when we know where the rat's at, me and, a, uh, and my friend... We'll, we'll, we'll go and we'll try to get to the spot where around it where we can keep it in an area and then we'll bring the dog and we'll move whatever it is we think it's behind and if he comes running out and she'll chase it down and we're all on top of it because it can't go to the door so it hasn't been stuck in an area with her. And she'll usually catch it. And then we have to tell her to put it down because she'll eat the damn thing. Good. You hear one bite and you just hear crunch. Like, <laughs> like that rat ain't alive no more. She puts those big gels
0: on it. What kind of dog you there? A pit bull. Oh, yeah. That's Rex. You look like a dude who'd have a pit bull.
1: She was a kind of a... It was kind of weird. I got her... I was working at a a Chinese restaurant.
0: Dude, what have you not done? I bet there's like only two or three you haven't done. Jobs? Probably. You should see how long my frigging resume is. A lot of people just won't
1: hire me because of it. I'm like, dude, you don't realize everything I've ever done, I break every record I'm successful in every way at. It's just no one ever wants to just move me up and let me get better pay there. I I, I get to where the fact they need me in a position well, we can't move. We can't afford to move you up. Then you can't afford to have me. Like, like if you support my talent, then pay me like I'm talent and I will stay. I'm absolutely in for a place if you'll help me. But you like, I need you, but I'm not going to help you. But then why should I help you? I'll go somewhere else.
0: Now, that is 100% the reason why I'm 26 and in college right now, because my resume is is right about the same shit. And if I don't put student for the fucking years, it's not going to make any sense. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I mean, I have- you, can, you can hide under student. And if you have something to show for it, they'll go, oh, OK, makes sense. COVID. Oh, yeah, sure. But now, if you looked at the 50 fucking, the only things I haven't done. And I've worked for companies who are vendors for grocery stores and I've done shit in grocery stores, but I've never worked for a grocery store. I because-
1: worked for Target as a, in a grocery mm-hmm. store. Yeah. I worked for Target. Uh-huh. All right. No, I've done grocery. I did. Actually, I started in Frozen and I moved to overnight. And then I went back to day shift back into grocery.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it would ruin the experience for me, too. As a shopper, I would never fucking go grocery shopping. and then I don't bank. walk into
1: Target's never often.
0: Wor- never worked at a bank, but... Everything else I've done in one capacity or another, and I'm just like, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. I'd rather, yeah. uh, like, honestly, right now, what I'm doing is I'm looking at filing filing one of them 501c3s, starting a nonprofit, and then just start doing the fundraising, just doing the fucking asking people for money, make myself an ED salary, and just go from there. I know you don't make much, but, I mean, you just, fuck, make it livable.
1: Well, we're working on that here uh we're actually trying to build a library for uh banned books you know since alabama is doing that uh we're working on doing that as a nonprofit. so we're trying to start that up uh back to the dog working at panda express there was an asian lady and she owned the dog and it was only a, a year and a half old and uh her husband got a job to go go to korea so she's like she didn't want the dog so she let me you know, she's like, you can have it. And so I was like, I I didn't want the dog at the time. But I'm like, I'll, I'll give it a home until somebody else needs it or something. Fell in love with the dog. Like, just an amazing dog. And she is perfectly well trained. You know, never causes any problems. It's big enough and tall enough to go into the garbage can and just sniffs it and go. It doesn't mess with anything. So it's like, she's ours. Now it's been six years and she's seven years and she's almost, she'll be in 10 this year. Coming up.
0: Do I make the joke?
1: Go for it. She survived.
0: Well, I mean, shit, if you didn't save that dog, she was going to get eaten. It was going exactly. to be somebody's Panda Express meal. It was going to be somebody's orange chicken. So, fuck. She survived. <laughs> you, you saved a life right there. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, so uh, I grew up in Florida. And uh, despite growing up in a certain town in Florida, like living in Florida, you, you go all over the fucking state in your life. You just, you do. And in Orlando... There's a whole Chinatown district, and I am not fucking kidding you, next to every Chinese restaurant in this district is a puppy store. And it's not a dog. It's It all says puppy. <laughs> I'm like, convenient.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Fresh meat. <laughs> you fucking tell me. You tell me it's not.
1: <laughs> I've been to Chinatown in New York. I've been to Chinatown in L.A. Uh, I've never been to Chinatown in Orlando, but I have been in Orlando.
0: Ah, well, it's it's on the one fucking road. <laughs> you know, it, it turns into OBT after a while. Uh, yeah, man. Have you been out of the country? Have you? Have you...
1: I haven't got to leave the country. I've been to 22 different states, but I haven't got to leave the country yet. What
0: would you think of LA?
1: I liked it. I love the weather. You know, being from the South, you know, it's hot, muggy. This was midsummer. I'm out there. It's 103 in the sun, and I'm not even dro- have a drop of sweat on me. I'm like, this is the best weather I've ever felt get off the plane, Hartsville-Jackson, midnight, 94 degrees, 100% humidity, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's why I like the weather.
0: See, what people forget is when you're in L.A., like, if you drew a line, you're in fucking North Mississippi. Like, like you didn't really go that, you didn't go far up at all. No, it's still the South. It's still Southern California. When I worked for the Park Service, I did a lot of work in L.A., but also they had us living in San Diego, and Every fucking like BLM land, which Bureau of Land Management, that that was something I didn't know about living up here. We we ain't got that out here. But you go out there just on a hike and you'll see shotgun shells everywhere. And I'm like, you're still in the south. <laughs> might be in California, but you're in Southern California. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean it's I think that's the funniest thing. It's just straight due West, but the temperature and the way that you know the, the humidity wow. factor that's from the south to there, it's amazing.
0: I went back for the first time in four years. Uh, one of my friends from high school that we're not friends anymore because he lost his goddamn mind. Uh, his dad called me out of, out of nowhere and goes, I was going to go to this fucking convention and I can't go. Do you want my ticket? You just have to pay for plane in a hotel. I was like, twist my fucking arm. So I called out of work and spent a weekend in L.A., great time actually i realized all the problems i had when i lived there were actually mine there's nothing that wrong with the city itself but no. outside of the usual bullshit outside of the usual la bullshit but fucking i was talking to this guy from new york and he was there on a construction project and he's just like this fucking city i call it the left coast it's fucking oh yeah take your hopes and dreams shit in one hand and fucking work in another see what fucking stacks up you know it's just shit all over it and i'm like you got a point, New Yorker, because nobody out there has a real job.
1: Everybody's
0: no. executive assistant, some goddamn fucking social media, something influencer bullshit.
1: Well, I mean, basically, that's what I've been building for the last year. I mean, I, I once I got, you know, had to redo my account, I've got it up to 7000, almost 7000 there like, not... on Twitter. Oh. And I've been doing t- trying to do TikToks and put them more Get her more in place together. You got know, like, dog's
0: ass?
1: No, I'm just getting tired of her moving. Because she needs to go somewhere and stay. Please. <laughs> she's got her wild hair up her ass. Makes you feel like, better. Dude. I can't
0: hear it. I can just see your face.
1: It's frustrating over here. Because it's like, dude, would you go somewhere for a while so I can concentrate? Dog is... She's crazy. Love her to death, but she's crazy.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. My my friend whose rat died last night, she's got two dogs and a cat. And then my dad's got his dog. And I don't have any pets right now. This is the first time in my life I have lived pet free ever since I was a kid. I've always had pets. But like going from a non-pet house to like people with pets, I'm I'm it's like 10 at night, you're just chilling and all you hear is like nah, 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 nah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you hear all you sorts would, of random things. You wouldn't you, to you, tolerate you. that from a person. No, no. She'll go up and down the stairs all night trying to see who's if anybody's awake, and it's like, why? She's looking for people. It's like, no, you just sleep. Like that's what everybody else is doing. Here to party. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I was in LA, I went to the Labretar pits because I always wanted to see stuff like that. Plus, they were actually doing excavations. And being a biologist, I was like, oh hell yeah, that was my thing. Um
0: How many fucking things?
1: i have a lot of things i just lo- i mean that's my problem is i like too many things like i every time i you know when i was a kid i would try like every sport i always liked them i just love competition and then when it was art every time i'd see a new piece of art i just love seeing something and it was like so that's why i paint i draw i have too many hobbies my hobbies are literally i get to do one hobby for like every three months but it takes me 20 years to go through the hobbies like it's like I, I like I got multiple I, I do a piece of art and it takes me about two years to get to my next piece. I, I almost can't keep up just because it's like I only have a few things to do. But when you have so many things you want to do, it's hard.
0: One of my best friends right now, he's from Clinton, Alabama. Don't know. Oh, him. there's a
1: big giant peach there.
0: I uh, hear he calls it the butt. He's like the second. You it see looks the like it from the road.
1: It <laughs> looks like an illuminated butt. He's Got the crack right in the middle towards the road. And
0: you're like I'm getting mooned here. Yeah, it's a water tower, I guess. Yeah. Yep. His three hobbies in life is he's built two boats. Two whole boats. <laughs> and then he loves cars. And then he, he fucks around playing guitar. And he's the most disappointing guitarist I've ever met because he's got very nice guitars. and He can play. But every time I need him to play, it's like, ah, you just you left me flaccid. You just, just flaccidated my dick right there. But yeah, I, I guess it might be something for y'all and y'all's state. Since y'all don't have the lottery yet, you're just like, "Fuck, take all the hobbies, take all <laughs> and just rotate."
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, what would I do with what would I do? Like I, in in Virginia, when I lived there, I never really played the lottery, but when it was really big. Just go down, go down to the Seven Eleven, grab a big bite in the lottery ticket. You know?
0: You know, we don't have Seven Eleven in Tennessee. We don't either. Ah, oh, cheers. Nashville does because they they it's a circle jerk over there, but the rest of us. Nashville has
1: the only place in America I know of that has a crystal in front of a white castle, Ah. and there's no other white castles south of Indiana but that one.
0: Yep, yep, and it's still there. It's still it's still kicking.
1: It's the only time you literally can sit down and go, hey, you can do a taste test. Like you literally can go, can I get a six piece? Can I get a six and a six? And we're gonna sit down and figure out what tastes better.
0: Uh, I don't hate myself that much. (laughs)
1: i've drank a lot in nashville if you can tell
0: hey man it's it's a great place for for all that man boots and bars and and the the cowboy hat chicks uh, they call them woo girls you know yeah all that shit
1: i once lost a friend there he went on a drug he went to go get cocaine and it just disappeared we didn't see him until the next day
0: Sounds about right. I used to be that friend. I used to be the guy that would just get lost in the sauce and then they're like 3 p.m. the next day. What the fuck happened to you?
1: <laughs> I went that way and I didn't see all good.
0: Ah shit. So what gigs have you uh I mean like I've always checked Craigslist down here for gigs, but ain't shit happening. Like yeah. I check I'm down to twice a year that I check Craigslist because like it's the same fucking shit. Have you thought about
1: selling feet pics? Thought about it. I have. I'm not going to lie. Everything thinks. Every, everything is like, only. might as well try OnlyFans. You know, if all those fails, try OnlyFans. Feet yeah. pics. Like, I, I mean, I know what happened to Craigslist. Craigslist, the reason all that went away is the second they couldn't do the, the misconnections and the male for male and female for female. That place died. You know, once that was the the, I think during the Trump administration, the statement was that by that nobody could guarantee that the person on the other side of the computer was actually who they said they were. And I completely agree to that statement. You don't know on a Craigslist ad who's who, who's real and who's fake. I got that. But it was like that was the only thing that made that thing money so people would be able to post jobs there. But now that you don't have it, it's all on Indeed and and you can't really find gig work for real unless you go to Craigslist and you might find a gig a
0: you inspired me they did they still do have misconnections but you're right all the the sex stuff is gone that's what kept
1: the site going i have to i know i know that's what kept the site going you know how the american america is if you've got a way to sell sex that's where you'll be
0: the the title is salsa lady a week ago you flipped me off repeatedly at the bowling alley My heart skipped a beat each time, even though you had green salsa all over your face. I thought you seemed pretty legit. If you see this, holler at me. 52 minutes ago. I just love the fact that you went into
1: the detail about the guacamole on the (laughs) chest. Like, I mean, I mean, it's like, does she know that part? I mean, most people don't. if, If you're walking around with guacamole on your face, you don't notice it. Otherwise, you'd have already gotten rid of it.
0: Cook at Waffle House. You were the cook at Farragut Waffle House this morning. Aside from being a good cook, you're also beautiful and sexy. that you see this, we we'll would love to take you out sometime. Where are you going to take her out? Waffle House? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I hope he's got at least money for us to like burger or something. Oh, we've only got two in the
1: state and they're not here. We got three in the city now. In what Huntsville. You- yeah, they, they started just randomly building them. Um, We keep hearing we're going to get a we're getting a, a Milo's, which is a Birmingham thing that I, I love as a the tea? you know it's a it, 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 yeah the tea, it, it, but it, it's a burger place actually, and right. they do burgers and it has like barbecue and un- barbecue sauce and onions on it. These are, these are really good burgers. Oh shit! But yeah, and the tea you get in the in the gallon jug at all these WalMarts isn't even as good as the tea you get there in person. Right. That sucker is, and they give you the small cube ice, so it's just cold. They know how to hook it up. Those people know how to hook it up.
0: We uh we don't get legal weed. They're kicking black people out of the Senate. And they banned the drag people. They they uh which was fucking hilarious because when they banned drag shows, the first thing that they did was put a billboard up on the highway of our fucking governor doing powder puff football. And so he he's him in a dress, and they're like, fuck you, basically. That one was really good. But you know what we do get? They're opening an In N Out burger in Nashville. See, that's gonna become a problem for me because I love J Box and I love in and out. And so when I
1: go up there and, <laughs> and they have and they have uh, Geno's East. They have a Geno's East, which I love Deep Dish because I've been to Geno's East in Chicago. And yeah. So it's like they got so many good places in Nashville that I can go to to eat. True. <laughs> and no, it's no, like
0: yeah,
1: and it's like every time I get up there, it's like I can only pick one or two. I'm not here, but for a couple hours, I'm gonna go back home.
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah. it's a, a problem. You kind of have to like level lay stuff out. Like, what are you planning out? What am I eating today?
0: It's actually fucked up. You're closer to Nashville than I am. Yeah. Yeah. Three worlds of Tennessee. So what brought you to Virginia? Why'd you pick Virginia Beach? What was that like? Uh, well. I mean, it's cool. I like, I mean, Pharrell's from there. It's, it's fucking. Well, this was a weird, interesting thing. Like, here's how
1: it was going. I was dating this girl, right? And I met her working at Target. She was married at the time. She had moved from California. Well, she left her husband for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her six-figure husband lived with me and my uh, and my mother at the time because even I hadn't got out the house yet because I couldn't afford it.
0: And she liked the dick. Yes. <laughs> dick must have been that good.
1: It <laughs> was. It was enough to make her break up with a six-figure. She didn't even have to work. You she was in, a kept woman. And it was like, screw it, with- I'd rather be with that.
0: She moved in with your mom. I mean, what is this? The fucking Jefferson's? Or yeah, no, for was real. it Sanford and some? Was this fucking <laughs> Had to move in with Lamont and (laughs) Yeah So
1: she did that All right. well we decided We finally moved out and got our own place When mom got evicted from her house for not paying The bills (laughs) And we're living by Ourselves and And we're about to take a trip to Chicago and right Before Chicago this girl breaks up with me I was like "We're, we're breaking up We were like Three years together at this point. Yeah, yeah, like some stuff had happened. You kind of could tell, and it, it broke. And so I'm, I told my boy, because my friend called me and said, hey, why don't you come here and visit in Virginia Beach? And I said, well, actually, let me call you back you know, in a week. I'm going out of town to Chicago for, for, for a week. So I'm going to go and enjoy this. When I get back, we'll talk about some stuff. What my what my ideas, me and her, if we were still together, we're going to go when our lease was up in September and move to L.A., to that beach with their family. Or since we broke up, I moved in with my best friend in Virginia and, and he was in the Navy uh, in uh, in Virginia beach. And I moved up there with him and another friend that, that became a friend of mine. And then um, we all moved out to the ocean ocean front when my friend sold his, got out of the Navy and sold his house. We moved to the ocean front for the last two and a half years while I was there. And basically, he's got to live on the beach, you know, in, in, in Virginia Beach. And I, I really enjoyed it. Have a lot of good friends there. A lot of crazy times with a lot of fun people.
0: Craziest thing you did out there. Besides make somebody pet you for fucking pulling a gun
1: on you. And the high speed chase. And the fact that I almost got in a fight with a Marine over one of the women. Which got me paid and the the lady fell in love with me, so I had a stripper fall in love with me. So uh then then another married woman. Uh I have a habit. Uh out there I was also coaching football, which I didn't have anything weird happen with coaching football. Except so the bus broke down one day. So there's like a video that I have of all of the guys, football players having to push their own bus to the football game, which was hilarious. Um a few that. really That's bad true. drunken nights, of course, some parties, random Random sex and drugs every once in a while. The normal stuff. Oh, and uh, and and when I had nothing to do and was, you know, busting my ass working 60, 70 hours, if I, you know, didn't couldn't go out and spend money, I'd just stay at home and play a little GTA Five. Nice, nice. Hey, did you see the trailer for GTA Six? I absolutely did. Everybody in my house is over here jumping up and down waiting for it. You know They said they 2025. To- I told them, no, no, no. If it's 2025, then at least halfway through 2026. Because every time dr- they say that, it's a year and a half later.
0: You know where they got that map? Oh, yeah. That's Old Vice City, map, Tampa. It's awesome. Ah. It's, the, like, the, the, before this trailer came out, they posted, like, the, the map, map, and I was like, I pulled up my hometown in Florida, like, which I was, I'm from an hour south of Tampa Bay, and I was like, hey, it's the same fucking, guys. and then I saw it, and I'm like, oh shit. I gotta, I gotta play it now just to see how accurate it is. I just gotta, because, like. If you play GTA 5, GTA 4, you don't need to go to California. That's it. Like, mm-hmm. if Cal- half of your California trip is just, like, spotting the places in GTA. hmm You know, that, oh, shit, that's where fucking I had to stop the yoga instructor from fucking my wife, you know, like that. Yeah, that was the first thing that
1: happened. When, we out, when the game came out, it's already been to L.A., I was like, I know that. I know that. I know that place. I know that place. That's what it was.
0: And then with Liberty the- City,
1: when I went to New York, same thing. It was like, I know this place from this, I know this place from this.
0: God. Oh, yeah. For sure. Well, election year next year. Are you excited? Uh I, I, I'm more worried than
1: anything because I'm looking at the amount of people that want a dictatorship, and uh, and I'm not happy with the fact that there's a possibility of that happening. You know, I, I'm pro-democracy, but you know. I think I, I think that the polls from this year's election uh, showed us everything once we saw the actual numbers and everything, because, you know, all the polls had the Republicans taking this, this and this and all these states. But well, then when the actual votes came around, they weren't very popular at all. Like they were losing races. They'd usually won by 10 points. So I, I think the people are, are coming around to what's happening. And, and I don't want it to be a one party system or anything like that, because, you know, that would still lead the same problem. But I feel like the Republican Party has become a party that's not for democracy or anymore, you know? I just feel like it's given itself over to corruption, and I think people are seeing that.
0: I think uh, I think this is really dystopian. I can't believe I'm seeing people with signs that say, Kennedy 2024. And it's blowing my mind that, like, his, because America loves its reality talk shows, he's married to the fucking chick from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. And- That played Larry's wife. And so if he gets in, then we get fucking Seinfeld the presidency, basically.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think the funny thing is, that's happened to him is he first started, he claimed he was a Democrat, but everything he was saying was a Republican thing. Like he was literally talking Republican. And then he decided to go independent when he realized he got no support from the Democrats. And then it didn't take long. The only time I ever see this dude on TV is on Fox News. There's nobody that's going to be, that's nobody that would vote for a Democrat on Fox News anyway. So the only votes he's taking away are from Trump and the Republicans at this point. Good. It's the weirdest thing, because I'm like, like, they had an interview, and I was like, they did an interview with him, found out Fox News. Like, why? They should be pushing him on everybody else, not on their own people.
0: Somebody asked me, so, you big Ron DeSantis guy? I just responded with, DeSantis, dick. (laughs) Like,
1: I'm not fucking... (laughs) Dude, the fact that everybody's basically found out he wears lifts, the whole the whole debacle that's happening with their infrastructure, can't get anybody to do construction. So many of the people they depended on were were immigrants, and since he banned the immigrants basically, nothing's getting done in Florida. They have the highest inflation rate. Their prenatal care is horrible. Better than Alabama, you know. I I'm, I'm not one to say nothing. And then he goes on TV against Newsom. And you're like, why would you go against a guy who actually is informed? Now, I don't consider Newsom a great dude because I know he's got some shady stuff in his in his back, you know, his backside. You know, he, he's not the most clean person, but he actually knows his stuff and he's trying, you know, he's ethical and he's trying at some level. He's still a politician, but. You know, DeSantis got roasted on national TV in front of everybody.
0: Everybody in Florida is fucked, dude. Like Rick Scott was like supreme emperor for twenty years. I swear to God, ten years at least. There needs to be terms, and then now he's a fucking congressman or fucking senator from Florida. But, and
1: he's the one. That, he's the one that came out last year. Uh, no, he came out in what twenty twenty or no twenty nineteen, and said the goal for the Republicans in twenty nineteen or twenty twenty one was to take away Medicare and Social Security and all that. And then they found out it was an unpopular opinion and they tried to do it anyway. Sounds about right. I mean, I don't get it. The 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 the, 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 the drag queen thing that you were talking about in Florida, it went to the it already went to the uh, it went to the, the federal court system. Federal court's already shut it down. No, you can't do anything against these people for dressing differently.
0: <laughs> well, so every local band here started performing in drag. So- I don't blame them. Yeah, that, I mean, obviously they're doing it to get more attention themselves, but you know they're they're under the guise of protest. Yeah, like you know, yeah. fuck you, we're gonna play in dress.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, I mean, you know, it's it's a way to get your name out there. Yep, and let's say you stand for something stand for people who you know, most people that listen to crazier music aren't conservative people anywhere. Conservative people traditionally listen to conservative styles of music. Oh, yeah. So if you're a liberal person and you hear a rock band doing liberal things, you're more likely to draw a few extra fans. They're just trying to build themselves.
0: No, um, but you you know what they play out here. It's Rocky Top every My dad
1: not like it. that song. You haven't gone one day. I can't stand that song. <laughs> it's the worst. I wouldn't have a problem with it if they didn't play it 847 times per ball game. It's like if uh, I just played it like a few times, I'd be fine with it. Have you heard LSU's? No, I usually play it with them on mute.
0: No, <laughs> oh, their uh, their fight song. Uh, it goes ayo. Suck that tiger dick, bitch. Well, at least give them credit. They're, 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 they're taking shots
1: at people. I, I like it. I mean, be be up front with it.
0: Uh I
1: mean, well. I mean, Alabama's in the national title game. A national title foursome. them. I'm a Florida State fan, so Why? I'm over here going, well, Bobby Bowden. Bobby Bowden being an Alabama guy. I grew up watching Bowden. I loved how I loved how the dude was always had a sense of humor about him. He was one of those happy dudes, always just happy. And it was like, I would love to have played for him. Interesting fact, I was not recruited by Florida State, but Miami. But because of the post concussions and the the torn rotator cuff, I couldn't play football, so I didn't play football in college.
0: How many fucking concussions have you had,
1: dude? Dude, I took a lot. I mean, I've been knocked out at least three different occasions. And, And none of the times was it from a fight. I've never been knocked out in a fight ever. Like, no one's ever gotten me anywhere near hurt in a fight. But, like, Never got hurt. I've got, like, minor concussions. You know, your your bell rung on a football field. But I got knocked out playing basketball. Dude went under my legs, head first on the the hardwood. I got knocked out in the car crash, and I got knocked out another time. And then I took a few baseballs to the head, too. Played first base, played catcher, you were going to get hit in the head.
0: How many many near-death experiences have you had? I've actually, I, I did the count. And drugs and alcohol aside, I've almost died four times from at least four that I can remember that were just one offs. Uh,
1: a nail gun took a nail right by my face. Oop, that was one. Uh, car crash as a kid almost ran into a tree head first, uh, you know, swinging into me. Uh, um, then, of course, the, the 80 mile an hour head on that was probably put on that list. Yeah. Uh, there's probably been a few more. I had one where I hydroplaned at a 85 miles an hour on the interstate. And I was just lucky. I didn't hit the 18-wheeler.
0: You, you knew how to get out of the way.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, I was just sliding, and I and I, I hit the brakes and hit the – pulled the wheel the right way, so I didn't, because I was going into oncoming traffic at 85 miles an hour on the interstate. I, I, so 85 to a 75 70-mile-an-hour 70 18-wheeler. Yeah, I was not going to survive that.
0: Sounds like you should, uh, you should start taking the slow lane. Oh,
1: I, 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 it was bald tires. It was my fault for not, I needed to get tires already. So they were bald. I was doing 85. I hydroplaned about three or four times that day, but it didn't bother me because I caught it every time. This time I finally lost. I just couldn't keep it.
0: Yeah. All right. Last question I have for you. You heard of Theseus's ship? Yes. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think about Theseus's ship?
1: I want to ask you a better question about that because it's actually true. Every seven years, Every single particle of your body is basically a different one.
0: Right. So you
1: are Theseus' ship.
0: Right. But
1: would you say are you a different person? Or are you the same person? You've no. grown, so you're a different person, but you're still technically the same in the same life. Yeah, I'd say I'm the same person. So but there's I'm your answer to Theseus's the ship. There, there it is. There's your answer to the Theseus's <laughs> the ship problem. Like <laughs> it's literally a real world answer. Yeah, that, that once we found out biologically, every cell of the body basically regenerates and is a whole different cell than it was before seven years ago. So mm-hmm. that means every particle has been replaced. So you're technically thesis of ship at some point in your life. Everything about you has been replaced with another new version of it.
0: Yeah, the, uh, the version that I re- I used to ask before I realized I was asking it, I didn't know what thesis of ship was. Uh, my friend had this other friend and she was she had a prosthetic hand. And I said, well, if you take off her hand and fuck her with it. What do you call that? Um, the best answer came from an ex-girlfriend of mine. She said, uh, you're lending a helping hand. You're using her
1: hand to bang her. Right. All right. You are doing a
0: helping hand. I'm trying to think. Wow. I <laughs> is mean, it your body part or, or is it just assisted masturbation? She's not in possession. She has no control of the prosthetic. It's in your hands.
1: But it's her hand. It is her so, hand. She I will that is the back on of, use of, of of helping someone masturbate in a weird way. Mm-hmm. I like the dynamic of it. I mm-hmm. mean, it's a interesting way to look at it. Because I mean, I once saw a dude with a stump and he talked about that's how he slept with women. I was like, Jesus. so you just stump these women to death. Just keep pounding. And he's like, hey, they like the they like the forearm. I'm like, if that's what they like.
0: That's fisting. <laughs> he didn't have a fist. His hand
1: was like started right here. Yeah, and that's... he literally just take the stump, and it was just he's like, That's what he, he told me in a bar one night while drinking. I'm just like, I am glad we're friends, but this is more information than I wanted to know.
0: Yeah, didn't need to know that about you. All right, I'll, I'll throw you another one then. How do you ask somebody if they're in bread? If they're in bread, <laughs> yeah, if they're in bread, you know, like I used to rent a room from this gay couple, and I swear to God, one of them was, but I didn't know how to go about it because it's a landlord relationship you know what I mean I'm, it's not like oh hey Marty are you inbred <laughs> it's like, that's an inter- I've never thought about it I've never had to ask that question draw because the only family I- tree, just draw it for me
1: well I mean I was I- I'll tell you the story I was in West Virginia because I was living in Virginia we went to West Virginia to go there's a a, a big t- a bridge in, that's very famous in yes. West Virginia yes. the river that goes under it has great whitewater rapids and we went to go whitewater rapiding there well, there's a city nearby that bridge. You know, that's the city that basically runs the bridge and everything. We it's went New into River this gorge
0: bridge, but yes.
1: yes, yeah, the gorge bridge. We went to the city. We went to the supermarket to get some hot dogs and buns so we could grill out that night. Everybody in there looked exactly the same. And everybody looked at us like we were wrong for being there by walking through. I was like, I didn't have to say nothing. I'm like, dude. Everybody in this place is related. The people shopping, the people at all the cashiers, everybody had a face shape I've never seen anywhere else. It's just this brown face that's just, I was like, everybody in this town is related. That's why they're looking at us. We're the outcasts here.
0: Yeah, now there's this one family, they were in Kentucky, I think their name was Fugate, but they were so inbred that their skin was blue. I heard about that. Uh, It's an
1: iron thing. Yeah, I heard about that. Weird stuff you learn, and it's like, Man, like I, I was in I was in that part of the country. I was in Kentucky for a wedding once and it was at a, one of those plantation style houses. It was like 15 minute drive on a gravel road to get to the street. That's how long the driveway was. And then it was another like 15 minutes to get to a town. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, I was like, OK, OK, let's see how this inbreeding thing happened. You're on his farm. You're with your brothers and sisters. If it's 15 miles by car at the end of the driveway, what is that walking? 45 minutes? And then it's it's another 15 mile minutes in a car at 60 miles an hour to a town. What's that? Freaking four hours, six hours by horse and buggy? Oh, we know who you slept with. You didn't you ran out of options real quick.
0: Ain't got no goddamn cell reception out here. Might as well just I mean, your neighbors were like hours away from you. So if you wanted to sleep with anybody, it had to be
1: in-house. You didn't have a lot of options. If your neighbors were fuckable. Yeah. You might get lucky and see them at the minister if y'all all go to church. But if you, you're one of those rich people that have the minister come to your plantation house, you don't see anybody but your family for better part of the year. You get two horny kids together. Don't be surprised. It's just a situational thing at that point.
0: <sighs> ah. <laughs> Ah, these are things to think about. These are things. You know, so I teach kids music. That's like where a lot of my income comes from. Talk about weird gigs. I got a call last Friday to play at somebody's funeral on Saturday. Total fucking stranger. I I played at a total fucking stranger's funeral on Saturday. What do you say at the end of that? Hey, if it ever happens again, just give me a call. Hey, if you die, you know, just ring me up.
1: I mean, it's hard to sell yourself on this. Like, How do you go to the people? I'm sorry about your loss. Look me up if you need a musician for your funeral. (laughs) I mean, like, and the thing is, is what type of music were you playing at this? Were you actually playing sad music, or did they have you come in to play like rock?
0: Two songs, Amazing Grace, and something called Lord of the Dance, which I had to learn. I didn't know. But okay, at least they had you play
1: like funeral music. It would have been hilarious if they had you. Can you come in and DJ? And we're really looking for like 90s rap. <laughs> or just like, highway yeah. to hell.
0: They just want highway to hell for some reason. Yeah, no, that'd be
1: great. But um, my, my my boy I moved into Virginia with his name is Byron. He he committed suicide a few years ago, but he always told me the one song that he wanted played at his funeral. And this is a black guy, black family, black church. He's an atheist, his dad's an atheist, but it's a black church. I mean, I'm talking like the Ebenezer Scrooge, North Vatican Church of Saint Willow Hill or something like it's one of those. All has to be a black church.
0: Yeah, one of those names. Yeah, I know what you're talking about.
1: The song he, the song that he wanted played. Leonard Skinner, Free Bird, the long version. Jesus. And this is in a black church, and I'm, I had him play it, and I'm like, not one person in this place even understands why this is being paid for. <laughs> it you. was a church where you knew nobody knew the song, but yeah, he's playing. He's like, I don't want Amazing Grace. This is what I want.
0: Yeah, man, um, they just hate you for playing it. You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> so, you know, you're playing the
1: long version, you know, with that giant guitar solo, and it's just like, I know why he's playing it. I get him. You know, this is who he's always been. He always knew would kill himself. Like, he kind of told me this multiple times. And I kept telling him, you shouldn't do it. Didn't matter. He he knew his life path, I guess. His, Unfortunately,
0: his- the people who do it are not savable.
1: No. Yeah, he, I tried. I really tried. I did my best. His father tried. We really did. Cause he's a good guy, but you couldn't get him out of that place that he put himself in. You know, he's got to get himself out of it at some point, no matter how much you help, and he couldn't do it.
0: Couldn't have said but, that better myself. You got to get yourself out of that place, or else it'll get you.
1: He did, and it got him. But as I said, bunch of old black people, country ghetto, and yet they're playing this song, and I'm like, this got to be a this is an interesting moment just because of the dynamic. Me and my best friend, me and my other best friend, hop out the family limo with them. You know, so whole black church, all these black people happen to have a limousines and two white guys.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like we belong here, though. This is our people. Like this is my family, and I still look at those guys as family. Like every, I mean, his dad's now this is his third time of, of of a cancer, and this time it's this time it's done. So I mean, so I try to see him every chance I can because I know he's the first three times they saved him. This fourth time, it's already done. Like he said, he said it a while back. He's like brain cancer this time. This is inoperable. She's going to get worse. Jesus. That dude out survived his hospice nurse, though. <laughs> they was He was supposed to die in 1985 from what happened then. And here it is, 2023. And he's finally like death is probably sitting there like treating him like he does like Keith Richards. Man, I've been trying for years on this cat.
0: He's just tough. Well, if you start your own podcast, he should be your first guest.
1: Well, I don't think I'm starting. I'm not the one to be starting a podcast, but like, I, mean, we might, I don't know. I don't know. I might have to. I'm just trying to get my message out because as I said, the whole world should want me to be the leader because I'm not going to do the stuff Trump and Biden do. I'm going to be
0: better than that. You got my vote. Well, fucking
1: Everybody I talked to says that it's like, uh, I mean, I thought it was the funniest part was one of the Republicans. When I talked in front of all those Republicans, and that was all the Republicans running for Congress and me as the only Democrat and needing the Republicans. maybe the ones running were like, we'd vote for you. Even they're like, we'd vote for you. I'm like, wow, y'all are running against me and you're saying you'd vote for me.
0: Well, so I teach kids music. And last Monday, I had a 12-year-old girl look me in the eye and with full seriousness say, have you read the Zootopia abortion comic? There's an abortion comic. Wow. I, what the fuck do you say? I did not I know what those three words mean but not put together. Like what the fuck? Is this a webcomic or did the Zootopia people make it or did somebody just randomly make this? Some fan fiction bullshit. Look, I I'll be honest, I didn't look it up but I've thrown this around to people cuz those three words are just rattling around up here and fucking one of the parents looked it up, not her parents, some other parent looked it up and said there's a 30 minute YouTube video about it. But then there's apparently a comic. So, I mean, I guess if you get bored and you want to look at the Zootopia abortion comic. Motherfucker. 12? Or you're in 7th grade and this is the fucking shit. When I was in 7th grade, my favorite band was Metallica. I was listening to Cannibal Corpse. You know, I'm like, yeah, see, exactly. Like That's where I was in 7th grade. All right, so I guess, you know, listening to Fucked with a Knife isn't that much far removed but come on at least like if you're going to be dark be dark don't be out here looking up like sex toy story
1: (laughs) i remember in seventh grade i was in i was in an inner city school those before i went to the rich kid school and um you know i was drug dealing at the time doing all that stuff and they did sex ed and this is a room of people a lot of them had sex like you know it's the ghetto you know everybody's trying to bang everybody and they literally said, you know, there's certain trans uh, sexual transmitted diseases that if you're next within six inches of somebody, you can catch the whole crowd. Moves it so, the whole time. Every dude in there moved a different direction. I looked around like, wow, we all were thinking the same thing. I don't trust this motherfucker either.
0: And my friend from Clinton, Alabama, he's solved the problem of STDs. He swears that uh, if everybody was naked, we'd know. <laughs> Not we true. That grindy guy that over there. Had,
1: like, no physical evidence on the outside.
0: I don't know if but, you're all warty up down there. Or you see something move. I don't know if people still get crabs. I think that's a same. Well, if you
1: keep them shaved, it's hard for anything for crabs to grab anything. You know. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Hygiene for everybody at home. If if you don't want to have to, if you don't have to buy the shampoo, just always
0: shave. Them. The fuck you're hiding under there. <laughs> for real. Do, are you one of the dudes that believes in the fucking secret societies and eating the kids and shit?
1: No, I don't. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was something like that. But I feel like if you look at the system, you look at the FEC reports, you look at these super PACs and you look at what was happening. It's not a secret society as much as there's just a group of billionaires working together to manipulate the system. Citizens United and the Federal and the, 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 the what is that? The Heritage Foundation, we found out that they were the ones paying off uh, Clarence Thomas and all those guys to get Citizens United passed. Well, what is Citizens United basically saying that if you have a super PAC, you don't have to tell anybody where you got the money. So if a billionaire from Russia gives you the money, which is illegal, nobody from outside the country should give you money. You can take that money and give it to somebody to, to run. And super PACs aren't limited. A regular PAC, $5,000 is all they can give you per election. A person, what you could give me is only $5,000 per election. But a super PAC could hand me $10 million right now. That's all I need is one group, one super PAC to hand me $10 million and I can run completely. And that super PAC could have gotten money from a Russian oligarchy, from some corporate business that's not even allowed to do that, from a nonprofit that's not allowed to do that. It doesn't matter. They don't have to keep records. Black it, market. Basically, yeah. basically, they took the laws and said, let's make it. Let's. It's illegal, but let's do it so in front of your face. So then you can't say it's illegal. It's right there in front of you. You can see it. And that's how they decided. To, that's how they figured out how to bias justices and politicians. They've been doing it for years as, as political kickbacks and money to run. They did it. They, they changed the law to where they could do it by doing the FEC reports, doing it right in front of the American people.
0: So how do we, the American people, get into these rooms? Well,
1: Harlan Crow and these guys are billionaires that you're probably not even going to have access to because these are like 85 year old white men that, you know, they're scared of every single body. That's why they're so restrictive on everybody's because they're afraid of everybody beating them because they know they can't fucking win in a straight fight. Uh, so you're not getting in these rooms. Uh, the key is really to win votes the key is really to look for ethical candidates and i'm not talking about democrats i'm just talking about anybody that you can find is ethical i don't care what party they're in as long as they have ethics you know because the big part's going to be to get more ethical politicians so we can get anti-corruption laws and change i mean there's people in congress right now already talking about uh you know fec finance reform which would get rid of some of these super PACs uh Gavin Newsom out of California. I think he he's working or somebody's working on a, a, a trying to get a, a an amendment to the Constitution to where Citizens Unite would be eliminated. No more. All only private citizens can fund elections. Um, So, the ele- you know, if you look at the price, uh, what was it? Almost three hundred million dollars to run for senator in Georgia, three hundred million dollars to run for a job that's two hundred thousand a year. Like you see the amount of money that's being invested in elections. And it's like those numbers were never happening like that until you had Citizens United where the companies and foreign nationals could get involved.
0: So call me an uninformed American here. What is is Citizens United?
1: Citizens United was a court decision for the Supreme Court where the Citizens United uh, basically the ruling is that corporations count as people. And money counts as free speech. So how they spend their money politically counts as them, their free speech, as people. But by reversing Citizens United, you're saying, no, only people count as people. Corporations don't get free speech, so their money can't be used for elections. That would be what it, meant, what it means to change it.
0: And they lean right, so that's where their free speech is leaning towards.
1: Yeah, it's not really free speech as much as it's corruption. I don't call it capitalism as much as I call it corruptionism. I don't even call it corporatism. I call it corruptionism because it's corrupted. You know, they've put money. Your job as a politician is actually not to be dirty. Your job is to actually be a leader, to build a society. You're supposed to be leadership for how we do things as a country. But it's not that anymore. You have a bunch of them trying to make their own way or make their own money or do their own things to help their friends scam. That's not the ideal, what you're supposed to do. That's the exact opposite. That's corrupting the idea of leading.
0: Oh, yeah. And they got their fucking propaganda out there, too. I see. Oh, absolutely. Memories. Holy
1: shit. I mean, you look at it. Sinclair Broadcasting has 1,300 television stations across the country. They're a strong conservative media. Fox News, two million households a night. Conservative media. They're, they're not telling the truth. And, 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 you know, MSNBC, they have their lies, too. CNN has their lies. They all have their lies, but some of them are lying because they just don't know any better, and others are lying because they're just absolutely corrupt and trying to create a new narrative so they can manipulate the vote, manipulate the ta- tax dollars, and the benefits.
0: No, but you, you talk about ethics, and you throw this back on somebody like you or me, where we're bent over and fucked in the ass by the system. You got your twenty-four thousand dollars hospital bill. I'm sixty thousand dollars in debt collectively. Mm-hmm. I know it isn't much, but for me, fuck, you know, I'll be dead before I pay that off. Fucking, yep. So if I get a fucking gig from Citizens United where they go, yeah, we'll give you $50,000 to film this piece of propaganda for me or record this piece of propaganda for me, you know, where's my ethics there? And I mean, ethics can be bought in many different ways, especially mm-hmm. with corporations like the oil companies who like to just buy their carbon offsets and buy their fucking, like, they can buy what gives them peace of mind or save space in the public communications world, in the yep. journalism and media. Meanwhile, the real world is still getting fucked.
1: Carbon taxes. You know, what What was it? Uh, um, Eleven. All they need is 11 centers. They have 11 centers that, they, that, that the oil companies fund. And with those 11 centers, it's enough to make sure they never have a carbon tax. And that carbon tax, think about it, 77% of the pop- pollution in this country is from, like, a handful of comp- companies. So if you just made those companies act right, most of us, we, we wouldn't be having the – we would be closer to carbon neutral already. But they keep paying not to do that.
0: But, it's, but that's the fucking problem because if someone like you and me take that money for that one thing that might not be directly related but indirectly related, where's our platform go? Where's our exactly? Fucking- Yeah, you
1: have to be. If you're going to be for ethics, you kind of have to always be. Um, I mean, look at Santos. Santos this week got you know got kicked out of office, and you know he's got 23 charges because he ran and lied to all these people and took their money, and then cheated him out of more money and got caught for it all. And it's like when I ran my campaign, we sat down and made sure that was the first thing we weren't doing. It was going to be nothing unethical because we don't want to go to jail and we don't want to be the bad guy. If I'm going to really sit here and preach ethics. Then I have to lead by an example. Otherwise, it's a pointless it, it, it's a it's a pointless argument for me. I I, I want to be I, I am what I want to be at this point.
0: So when do you have the, the window to run again?
1: Uh, I'm looking at maybe in two to two to six years, maybe local, or depending on how much I can grow my platforms. Uh, a chance, at, another chance at Congress, where I can be able to get more money by then. I also want to see what happens with the national field. I mean, with the way the Republicans are going, depending on how the vote, how the vote comes out in 2024, that could really change a lot of demographics in this country. That could change a lot of the possibility to get money in my area, you know, because if it goes a, a strange, blue, a, lot, a lot more blue, it could really change because Alabama does have some things that could flip. Especially in North Alabama where I'm at. So the demographics could change and everything works a little bit. Then I could run sooner.
0: Hope you get that. But that's the other fucked up part is, do you think the fight's all for nothing? Well, so one thing I've always personally, this is just my fucking opinion, is I, I used to work for a refugee resettlement nonprofit agency. That was my first foray in the nonprofit work. And because of that job, I ended up learning a shitload about African history. And I started getting into it only because of how old their fucking cities are. And, like, you look at it now and, like, you see what used to be, like, a trading mecca. Even if you look at Lagos, Nigeria now, it looks like a nightmare compared to what we have here, right? You're like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, that's that's so horrible. But you fucking, you think about it. They had their heyday 200 years ago. They had mm-hmm. their, they peaked already and they already went on the downslope. And they're still active after thousands of years. Here we are. We ain't even 300 fucking years old yet. And, and we're we're just banking on this experiment. We're just playing this debt game and we've gotten in everybody's heads and we've shown that we've got this fucking shit that, like, there's a chance that everything we stand for now just fucking falls apart and we just get devoured by the fucking other superpowers of the world where in a thousand years we're just a funny little footnote. I, yep. I ain't gonna go on the cosmic scale of the fucking sun exploding and all that shit. I mean, technically that yep. already happened. We're just filling in the details. But... Yeah. Is the hope strong enough that what we stand for now is actually going to carry through? Do you think what's right will actually fucking win or do you think it's just going to come down to fucking?
1: I mean, I think in human history has always been a race between education and catastrophe. It's been a race. Are are we going to destroy ourselves? You know, uh, uh, I say it all the time. Einstein said, I know with not weapons World War III will be fought with, but World War IV will be fought with sticks and stones. That's my biggest fear is if we do end up in a world war, say the Ukraine-Russian thing escalates and NATO's involved, that's World War III. Say China does something to Taiwan, that'd be World War III. You literally could get in a situation where we could blow ourselves completely apart, or we could get devoured by superpowers, or we could devour them. I mean, you look at the the, the economics right now, China, for the first time in 40 years, is actually losing speed to the American economy. Uh, and it's because of how Xi Jinping has been running things. Now we're in a situation where they could actually collapse themselves economically. They're having major corporations going bankrupt right now. You look at Russia, with them in this war and all of the the the, the uh what are those things, sanctions been put against them, they're economically falling apart. We could almost have an entire revolution of entire new ideas if, if these three major powers break apart, or any two of them. There could be so many permutations. Where we could have world wars or lack thereof or all sorts of different things. Right now it's just you got to fight the good fight and hope you're right because I don't know what the outcome is because there could be any number of outcomes, good or bad.
0: Meanwhile, we still fund Israel.
1: I, I that, that is the, you know, at least with Ukraine and Russia, it's easy to understand. You know, NATO put pressure on Russia. Russia decided to make an attack on Ukraine. They wanted their land back anyway. They wanted to make the USSR over again. And Ukraine is the second most economic power in that area, in that region. You know, so they did that. It caused international incident. We know that the Ukraine fighting for their freedom is the right side, that one at least. But with this whole thing, Hamas attacks, you know, Israel. Then Israel going after the terrorist organization basically uses it as a way to create some kind of genocide on the actual Palestinian people living there. So at this point, neither side looks right at all. (laughs) And you, you can't really support either one. But if and in America it's looking so weird. Do you have people saying, "Well, if you're against Zionism, well, basically Israel being a state, then you're against Jews in general and you're anti-Semitic." And I don't believe that at all, because the average Jew has nothing to do with that that thing. That's the leadership in Israel causing that problem, and the and Hamas causing that problem. All these innocent Israelis and, and Palestinians in the middle—they're just poor people in the middle of these two—one power-hungry leadership and a you know a terrorist organization.
0: Right, like how that motherfucker can go to fucking sleep having his own kids knowing that like he just signed off on something to kill 500 kids that day? Yeah. You know what I mean? How you fucking have that peace? How the fuck? Yeah. And, and and you
1: can and you can tell that a lot of Jewish people aren't for this destruction of Palestine. But it's leadership in Israel that matters. You know, if if our country decides to go destroy Mexico, it'd be the leadership. The American people aren't so. You know, most of the American people aren't asking for the destruction of Mexico. Um, there might be a few magas out there that probably are. I mean, I've heard some rumors, but the American people wouldn't be for it. But if government did it, we're strapped to that, just because we elected the idiots at that point. And in this case, for the Israel state, they elected the idiots, so that's why people are blaming them. And it's like it's really the leadership that's the problem, but you did pick them. And and I'm pretty sure the same thing that happened over there is the same thing that you're seeing here. You saw in Argentina, you saw in Russia, you saw in Turkey, you know, where conservative TV, giving up these lies, get you to vote for people you shouldn't. And then they do stuff that they shouldn't do.
0: Unfortunately, the best we got is NPR. I I have not taken the, the balls to look at other countries coverage of it, but I, Probably because a lot of other countries aren't fucking funding it. <laughs> BBC,
1: I, I I listen to BBC. And of course, you know, them being, you know, England and England being a part of what made Israel, U.S. and Israel, U.S., Britain and Israel is how that got put together after World War II. You know, they're supporting Israel every chance they get to in in the BBC, in their media. Uh, so I've had to look at a lot of, I had to look at Al Jazeera because I kind of wanted to hear because they, they had interviews with Saudi Arabia, Jordan, uh, what Iraq thought about it. Like they had leadership from those countries on Al Jazeera, And I was curious what they thought about this because you know they were obviously looking at Israel as the problem to begin with, and just seeing how the whole Middle East works. It was kind of nice to see because you know it'd been a while since we had seen that fight before. You know we had seen it like twenty years ago; it hadn't been pretty calm since then. So this new generation, I kind of want to hear what they had to say, not the Ayatollah from you know two thousand.
0: Yeah, it's 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 pretty fucked up. I mean. I don't think this is. uh, I mean, I never. I don't think the war ever fucking stopped over there. Like this ain't news. But this, I I, fuck, dude. This might be the end of it. You know, this might be the last end of the fucking war. And you're just like, fuck the fuck. I I mean, fucking. You have
1: you have. Well, you've had wars continuously in Africa because of colonization and the fact that they didn't put proper leadership in before they left and calm the area down. You know, when they left, they just kind of left Africa the way it is, and they're still fighting over territories. And we still having you know, child games and we're having child soldiers and we're having military conflicts with multiple countries, Rwanda and their genocide. And and it's all you're just looking at all this stuff going, this is just bad leadership and bad policy. It's really simple. And the whole thing, I think, is. Human history has been repeating itself over and over and over. You get a bunch of corrupt people, they get taken out. It starts over. And it becomes corrupt again. And then they take them out. It's been the same cycle every hundred years, the same plague every hundred years, just a new plague. But if you look at the history, a major war every hundred years between every country or every country for power in that region, you know, it's been consistent. But I think we're finally to a point in human history where there's enough people that are at least educated and intelligent enough that for the first time in human history, that old way of thinking is kind of going away. And that's why we're kind of at that last fight. Either it's going to be all good or all bad at the end of it. Because you're kind of to a point where there's too many intelligent people that know what's really happening going, hey, um, you know, for years, y'all can manipulate us. But now you kind of can't. Education takes away manipulation and it also creates ethics. You know, people who are smarter and have been trained on ethics usually have ethics. So I think we're to that point where we're in that lifetime, that guaranteed fight, the, the fight of all fights, good versus evil, smart versus stupid, good and smart are together. Evil and stupid always go together hand in hand.
0: It does give you hope if you think about it in the way of these people have children, these people will die, and hopefully their children can see a bigger picture and see that it's not all about this fucking system that we made. Money's fucking made up. It's just numbers on a fucking screen, dude. If I let my bank account make my decisions, I would be doing nothing right now. You know what I mean? For, I would be doing not a goddamn thing. I, th- this has no say over what I'm capable of.
1: No, it, it really. It, it's just a. It, it's a way to limit people from it from getting better. Because some people don't want you to be better because they want more money. They want a new yacht. They want new this, new that.
0: Well, you can't do anything if you're a fucking wage slave. Uh, nope, so Benji. See, we're we're the country that doesn't have debtors' prison. We we have the made up credit score where they like to chain you to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know mine's not looking good right now. After you know the hospital and everything that's happened since then, so I stop looking. it's what mine. it is:
0: I don't even look at mine anymore. Just just let it ride. Just let it ride. Look, it comes in seasons, and once I make my million dollars, uh, I'll take care of everybody else. That's that's the whole point of life, isn't it? Just be there for your fellow man.
1: It's supposed to be. That's the point of it. So. I, I really think I, I'm really really hoping though. Like that's my hope is that education wins, that intelligence wins, because once intelligence wins. We can start working together, you know. I I think we're getting closer to that point. I mean, but it's just we're at the end of one of those eras again. You know, we're about 100 years from World War II. So it's time for the next one, next major one. It's really what history said every 100 years. The Napoleonic Wars was 1800. That was the big wars then for, for the control of Europe, World War I and II. 1814 to 1845, uh, 1914 to 1945. Now it's 2023, and we haven't had a major war yet that's put everybody into one fight again. It's like the history's been repeating itself. Where is it at? uh, 1918, plague. 2019, plague. It's all on pace. Everything's set up for it.
0: What's your degree in again?
1: Biology and chemistry.
0: Why don't you do something with that?
1: Can't find a job in it. (laughs) That's been been my biggest draw. It's like, man, I should have went to another part of the country, but I came back here to help my mother. I regret that. That's the biggest one. I should have went and just worked on myself and not tried to help my mother, who was a sinking ship. She got me into a sinking ship. And I've been bailing water ever
0: since. Family curses. feel like it. Did I tell you about the one time I went to go vote in the local elections here in Knoxville and what happened? No. So, you know, I was finally off federal probation, records fucking expunged. I'm finally living somewhere. I'm not just bouncing around, renting places and shit. You know, I'm living here. I know I'm going to be here for a while, so I registered to vote. And it's yes. my first local election, and I show up. And the lady behind the fucking polls flirted with me. And then later... I uh 30 something.
1: That's not bad. It could be one of them 70 year old women. You know, they do they do that. They get they get
0: handsy. Oh yeah. No, it wasn't it wasn't the uh that one. Oh um, let me see if I can uh let me see if I can share my screen with you here. But anyways, that night she added me on LinkedIn. She remembered my fucking info from my voter registration card. Looked me up on LinkedIn. This is her. Uh I'm not kidding you though. Her name is this. This is this is her literal fucking birth name. Bonjourno. That's not a real name, son of a bitch. But fucking
1: Her name is basically <laughs> Italian for hello. <laughs> yeah, happy good. Or morning. French for hello. Buongiorno. Bonjour. it's Italian or French. Or something like it's, that. Italian. it's in that. Yeah. Yeah. But fuck well, I mean, you gotta think Trump's real name is Drump. They changed it to Trump. Maybe they maybe somewhere in her family they changed it to
0: Bonjour it's ridiculous fucking... my name is joy bonjour <laughs> i know dude it's it's unreal so i go on a date with her turns out she's fucking married and then she goes she goes well my husband has his fun and i was like i'm not trying to fucking marry lady right now but her job is uh she's a geo microbiologist and she uh, works in biogeochemistry, and she's like a full-time researcher. She she's been to the North Pole and all kinds of shit.
1: She pulls core samples and basically does, uh, you know, test rocks for and and bio, bio, biology through that way. Yeah.
0: Yeah, And teaches.
1: you get to go. You get to go a lot of places like that. But <laughs> What? Like, oh, the pay's is the not great for what you think it is. The amount you do a lot of work for the pay, but they for people who love that stuff, they say it's a really fulfilling job.
0: No, think about it. If you followed through, you could have met Joy Bongiorno.
1: It sounds like kinky stuff to say in a bedroom.
0: Nobody. <laughs> like, Bongiorno. Bongiorno. Nobody in academia has a real name. I had an advisor when I was in college, and her name was Hollywood. Can't make it up. Can't make it up.
1: That messed up. I never had any really weird college names. Although I had a a, a doctor Mirov, he was Russian, and the way he would say my friend's name, it was always getting make me laugh because his friend, my friend's name was Joel Bierlich Anybody like, Bierlich, Joel Bierlich, Joel Joel, <laughs> and he was talking. He would say rods, but he would be, we must determine determine the size of the road.
0: It's
1: like did he say road or rod? Like he, he had a thick accent, but he was helpful. The guy I had after him, all oh, that dude sucked. That dude, you literally took him a pro- he, I took a problem to him one time, right? And he's like, "I can't help you because then you won't learn it." No, no, no. You're supposed to teach me how to get through the problem, like how I need to think about this. And then to come to find out, about thirty minutes later, I had done the problem right. He was wrong, <laughs> which even made it way worse. And and this dude had like. He started the class, and I should have known there was a problem when he said this the first day. He says, I already have a scale on my cl- grades in this class. What? It was like an 85 was an A, a 75 was a B. He had already scaled the class before the first day. I should have known there was a problem
0: then. And you're just like, I'm paying for this? I'm paying how much for this?
1: <laughs> this was an 80-person class. The dude that sat next to me was a friend of mine that was a biology student and had a 4.0 GPA. He had to drop out with an F average. I got out of that sucker with like an 82 and got a B. And there was only like four people that got a B or an A in the whole damn class. Like this dude was just hard because he didn't help you. You you basically had to learn it on your own. And it was like, dude, what? My grandfather was a college professor. He taught me this. You're supposed to help people. It's not that you do the work for them. You teach them how to think about it. You teach them how to look at the way you're supposed to look at it. You know, step one, do this. Step two, you know, get used to the fundamentals. Dude, he thought that was helping you. And he was basically doing the problem for you.
0: The uh, peak of my college career so far was. Because I go to UT, we let him be a professor this year. We took the job away from somebody who needs that meager-ass salary who went to school to be a professor, and we gave it to Mr. Peyton Manning. He is officially a professor at UT. Of what? (laughs) I'm going to fucking assume that it's something with the titles of sports and media, because I don't know what the fuck else, uh, unless it's forehead class, but how to adjust your fucking forehead size, I don't know what he could talk about.
1: Um, well, if, you, you, if you've if watched the Manning cast, you realize I think that hairline is going back farther and farther right now. Like, I remember he used to have a little comb over and it was down here. Now his comb over is looking a little bit more back here.
0: Oh, yeah. So he teaches at the College of Communications. and It was a communications class that he showed up via Zoom. And then we all sent in questions beforehand. And the teacher was going to pick questions to ask him for the session. They made a big fucking deal about it, too. They took our cell phones at the front and everything. Uh They, she asked my question, so I, I got a question answered by Peyton Manning, and that's what I went into debt over. I
1: guess the man is worth three hundred million dollars, and he took a forty fifty thousand dollar year job from somebody that needs it.
0: Do you know how? Like that's what pissed me off because I'm like, it, it's cool, great, yeehaw, school spirit. We love our fucking celebrities here in Tennessee. Might as well get make Dolly Parton governor next. I mean, fuck it. But no, yeah, get, might do a better job than the one you got, dude. Fuck that guy too. Fuck Billy. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. But yeah, my question was, how do you tailor your speeches to the various audiences that you have to talk to? Because, and which, by the way, he's given a communications and leadership talk. Like that was like the topic of why he was in the class. And of course, he had to relate everything back to football because that's what he does. But I'm just like, and some of those things, he's just reaching. You know, you're just reaching as far as you can to make this. Oh yeah. You know, we're on the play and I, I listened to one of the team players and that's communication and leadership. And you're like, yeah, you listen to them. Y'all should make
1: me the guy teaching that class. Cause I honestly do that. That's literally half of what I do on the campaign trail is I tailor a message to the crowd. I have to like, if I go into a room full of, you know, astrophysicists, I can talk and say a bunch of big words and things like that. But if I'm out here with a, you know, in an in a NRA meeting, if I use a big word, they're going to be like, what do he say? Like, I need people to understand what I'm saying. I need to make sure that everybody is on the same page with me here. So I tailor my message to make sure that everybody understands what I'm saying is the same. It's just tailored to who how, how you understand
0: it. Yeah, yeah bartending class isn't going to be the same as your political rally.
1: No, nah, no. Nah. But I am great as a bartending teacher.
0: Thank oh. God, you know. Uh- I I'd, I'd kill to have you as a Bartending teacher. That'd be great.
1: I actually do that. Uh that's one of the gigs I have. Uh I work for a, a a online bartending school and you get class hours. And they send me for like $330 for like 6 hours to teach you and I go in your house or you come to mine and we and I break it down for you on every little detail.
0: What are you doing the ABC card?
1: Uh no no no. This is just a it doesn't have to do uh, you don't have to have an ABC card to do it. Um, In in Alabama, you don't need a license for it unless you want to get a uh, personal license for it. You can't. And I I am licensed certified. I actually do have mine.
0: We get we get better pay if we have one like same bar. will hire a bartender. And if you don't have one, they'll give you the fucking 250 an hour. But if you have one, you can actually leverage 10 an hour.
1: Yeah, I have mine. Um, And but I can teach. I teach the test. Basically, I teach part of that. What I do is what what the rules are. You know, since I am certified, tip certified in in the state. Yeah, but I also like uh, the last class I taught was actually okay. When I was a kid, I grew up at bowling at, at bowling because my mom worked at play more at Parkway Lanes. So I grew up in bowling in Huntsville. Well, there was a guy that bought a, that m- created a pro shop in 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 another bowling center. His name's Jeff McCorvey. He's a friend of mine. Well, now he's got like ninety something of these things across like thirteen states. He built himself his own thing. And he just bought Madison Bowling Center. And it's the first bowling center he's ever bought to go to his, uh, you know, empire that he's creating. And his uh, his his manager out there was his manager of his pro shop in Madison. He became the, the manager of the whole center and he hired the, the the school to teach. So I showed up there and it's a friend of mine, Michael Weber. So I went there and he's like, Charlie, what are you doing here? I'm your teacher. He's like, dude, if I'd have known I'd have just called you and just had you come out
0: here. I was like, well,
1: yeah, you could have done that. Because <laughs> I got your number, I was like yeah.
0: It's a small town we live in, isn't it? Small world we live. In.
1: <laughs> it is. So I sat there and and uh, I taught him and his three bartenders. I asked him how he wanted to. I, I looked at how they set up the bar because they had to rebuild the whole thing. I looked at that. I, I asked him what he was trying to do and how and and I started giving him uh, things that I learned in the industry. You know how to keep bill sheets. How to how to keep up your numbers. You know how to limit your overspending on on, on buying liquor because, you know, these are important in this business because it is such a thing. And, of course, in Alabama, you have to sell at least 50 percent of food. If you sell more than if you sell more than 50 percent liquor than food, you have to get a different license. It costs you so much money
0: because God, you know, they always blame God on why you can't have fun.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I, I had to I spent more time going over things with him since he had never managed to bar. Than I did as people because pouring drinks is one thing, but you know, knowing how to do your spill sheet and set everything up. It's not like any of them had ever been into a, a bar where they had to have spill sheets and had to keep counts and things like that. So I, I wanted to understand what he wanted done so I could teach them how he would want it, how how it's going to be needed done to work for them with them starting a bar. So I basically taught an entire bar from scratch.
0: God damn. Hopefully yeah. you got paid a decent amount for that. Oh, for, for, I
1: was out, supposed to be out there six hours. I ended up only been out there for four and made almost $400. No, that's, that's
0: good. That's
1: worth yeah. it. Yeah. I love when I have classes. I, I love when they give me classes. It's like, if you give me classes, I'm like, I'm all for it. I've met a bunch of people uh, all over in North Alabama doing these classes. Sometimes they come to my house and I give them here. I'll keep, I'll do them in my kitchen or I'll go to their house. Some of these people have incredible bars at their house. And it's like, you've had a bar this whole time and you've never started just fun and having fun and mixing drinks and just taking great recipes. Not really thought about it. But now I decided, you know, bartending is a good job and I'd like to do it as a part time job. You know, at a little bar I have down here, that's a friend of mine owns. They said if I take classes, they'll, t- they'll, they'll hire me and teach me the rest of it. It's like, OK.
0: When I was dick deep in alcoholism, my craziest idea that I never uh, followed through with which maybe, maybe you take this one. I don't think it's a bad idea personally, but uh, you're the, you're the car tender where they rent you for whatever party and you show up in your car and you have a fucking portable bar out the back of your trunk and you're just like, boom, here, it's a car garita. And, and you just got goddamn- a great idea.
1: <laughs> Only problem is I don't exactly know all the laws because, you know, there's one thing I learned about business in this state and, and I think it's, I think it's universal in, in America. However long it thinks you're going to take to set up a business, triple that time. If you think it's going to take you a month to get set up and rolling, it's going to take three because you're going to find so many red, so much red tape and snags. Oh, well, no, you got to do this, too. Wait, I I didn't know about that. It's so freaking hard. And uh, that's what they were talking about in Madison. They had they had they when they bought the place, the state didn't let them grandfather in the liquor license. Mm. So that was the first problem. Then, because for six months they didn't have a liquor license trying to go through the red tape of getting one, they lost all their business for their bar. They had to remodel their bar because it wasn't actually up to code. So now here it is another three months later. They're just now, after nine months, getting into making a bar. When it was supposed to be one of the first things because it makes one of the most most money in a bowling alley and it's supposed to help them stay up, they've had to force feed in just because of all the red tape they kept finding. I was like, that's – he said, we thought it would take three months. I was like, everything in this state is three times as long as you think.
0: So one uh when I first started this podcast I had a really funny idea and uh I set up my website as www.vaxedpeoplemeet.com it was supposed to be for vaxed people like if you had your vaccine cuz it started to matter on tinder and shit well it fucking did. I set the the like I copied match.com basically but instead of normal people I put people with masks on and I made it look kind of funny and the sheet you had to fill out we we made it real basic but for laughs I put the SSN in there just to see if somebody would be dumb enough to fill that out somebody gave me their social security number so I took it off I was like, one was it? I'm like, I don't need this man. Like, I had this man's address, everything. I could get a, get a fucking home loan off of this dude. <laughs> Never going to do that. So took it off, waited a couple months. I had some responses, mostly guys. You know, maybe I had like two girls total respond. And then a couple bullshit accounts, like people like would pretend to be an actor or whatever and put that name. Didn't go anywhere. I, I changed the website. As of right now, there is a website called unjected.com, and it's the world's first platform for the unvaccinated. These fuckers took my fucking idea. They did the opposite of it. But, like, that's the thing about ideas. You can't claim it. You know, like, yep. I didn't. These guys just took it more seriously. If I took Vax People Meat seriously and put what they put into it, I'm sure I'd be rolling in it right now. But no, it's not worth it. I, it's a joke. And then, like, you know, if you join this dating site, you know, you're going to get sick. You know, you're going to get a fucking ST. You're going to get something.
1: Well, hell, you know, if these people catch something, you're supposed to get penicillin. If these people are against injections, I mean, then what? I mean, if you catch syphilis, well, I need an injection of penicillin. Well, you can't take a needle. Like, uh-huh. I mean, Honestly, <laughs> you lose your like- stuff on that. <laughs> and, and I get and, But I at least understand them. There was no reason to an anti uh, uh, a vaccinated site because most of them people, you know, they already are kind of what they are like on uh-huh. Tinder. People who are vaccinated ain't dating somebody unvaccinated. It, you, you, it just, it's just the way it is. But I found out that Trump people are having, Trump men especially can't find anybody to date them. Obvious reasons. But also because they're anti-vax, at least they're on a website where there's other anti-vax people. And there's a handful of, of Republican women that are that are MAGA. So, so they exist. But you're looking at, you know, probably on a platform like that, the average platform is, I, I think they said 80-20 male to female. But on a platform like that, especially concerned Republicans are 95% white and like 80% male, you're probably looking at 90-10, maybe even, you know, in some weird numbers like 95-5 or 98-2. So there's just a bunch of men running around hoping that they find another person who can give them a STD or something and still can't find nothing, so they're still waxing their carrot at the house.
0: Oh yeah, and The thing is, when I sent girls and all my friends, Vax people meet, one girl... She was like, "That's fucking weird. I'm not talking to you anymore." I was like, "All right, fuck you. I guess I got a dating site. I don't need you." <laughs> like, but I'm like, I feel like I feel like that's you dodging the bullets. Like, hey, that's one person I don't have to deal with and shouldn't have to deal with. Other people were just like, "You fucking maniac. You're fucking crazy." Yet, yeah. if you look up unjected, they got like thirty five thousand followers on Instagram. They're fucking blowing up. And I'm just like, you fucking. And then like, what's also funny is when I get these wild hairs. The things that I don't come up with that people blame me for, like, did you know Arby's made vodka? Is it a- in the company Arby's, the roast beef sandwich place. Yeah, there's a curly fry flavored vodka out there, and it's like 60 bucks a bottle. Like, they, they were not playing around, but if you just Google Arby's vodka, it'll take you to their website and shit, and when I sent that to my friends, they were like, did you do this? And I was like, no, I didn't fucking do this. <laughs> I always got blamed for things I didn't do in different ways, though. Like,
1: it wasn't for ideals. Like, if I robbed somebody, right, nobody would ever say anything. But if somebody else robbed them, I got blamed for it. It, it like, was, if, Charlie, it, it was fucked. And I'm like, dude, I was sitting right here. You were in front of me the whole time. How could I do it? Like, I got blamed for stuff like that. And that's most of my life, even my mother. Like, stuff I actually did wrong, never got blamed for it. But good Lord, if somebody else did something, Charlie did it. Mom, I watched you do it. Then I get hit for it, for saying she did it. When I watched her do it. <coughs> that was my life. For, I swear to God, I get blamed for everything I don't do. But all the crazy shit I do, do it's like, you get no credit. Nobody ever blames me for it. It's like, hey, good. I guess I'll get away with the stuff I do. That's how I tell people. If you blaming me for it, you know I didn't do it. Because if I didn't do it, if I did it, you'll never know I did it. There won't be no evidence. Fucking genius. That's the key. You can't blame me for stuff I actually did because you have no proof I did it.
0: Well, I'm going to cut it here because right. I'm going to run to the store. But I fucking love talking to you, man. You're, you're always, 10, brother. Out of 10. We I'm always sure have I'll fun have on, on here. Soon. This is like episode 96. I'm trying to push 100 episodes. We got like four weeks left in the, in the year. Uh, you should start a podcast, see how it goes for you.
1: I really, if I do that, I really need to get my best friend to get out of bed upstairs because, you know, he's like, he he, he considers himself the wrestling antiquarian and he knows wrestling facts. Like, this dude can tell you the entire history of any wrestler you want to know. Like, oh, George Hackenbush of 1930 was world champion and then he just goes through an entire diatribe of everything this man ever did. You're like, you know some information about wrestling, bro. And if it was me, him and our musician and his musician son, I think it'd be the greatest podcast ever. Because we would have no direction any week, but three idiots being high doing just saying what's on their mind. I honestly think that would be the only podcast that would ever sell ever for us. But I need everybody on on page for that. And, you know, we've thought about it, but I really don't have the money for the equipment you're going to need. I mean, at this point, it just be I I mean, I just fuck it, cell phones and cheap it. And just tell people, it's going to be as cheap as possible. I'm just trying to get through it.
0: Yeah, just do, no, seriously, cell phones do way better work than you think. Uh, yeah, no, just just sell it as you're writing a joke for 30 minutes and see how it goes. For us, that
1: went, we don't have to write the joke. It just writes itself. You right. put it, I promise you, if the three, of us, the three of us are in the room together, the jokes write themselves.
0: Also, if you talk shit about the right people, you know, talk shit about whoever's, like, higher up in politics in Huntsville and just be like, you know, that guy... <laughs> You know, he fucked a dog before he got his first fucking seat, you know?
1: (laughs) I mean, Dale Strong did get his seat from his daddy. I don't know what he did to do it, but he got him commissioner, county commissioner. Then he became the head of commission, and now he's in Congress. Stealing every dollar he can from the rich guys, just so he can, you know, sign off on bills, because it ain't like he's done shit yet since he got there.
0: Yeah, fuck him. For real. All right, take care. Don't die.
1: See (laughs) you.